With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're in New York City. Launch press conference for June the 1st. Madison Square Garden, exactly where we are. We're at the first press conference. Yep. Busy this morning. Um, AJ was ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange, which was brilliant. And yeah, just uh, ready for the main press conference now, 1.30, for the uh, the big one. Joshua Miller, WBO, IBF, WBA, IBO, world heavyweight titles here at a mecca of boxing. An absolute honour to be promoting an event in this building and an honour to be promoting the world heavyweight championship at Madison Square Garden. I can't quite believe it, actually. I can't quite believe it. It's safe to say that kind of you've said out loud that this was never kind of the first choice mm-hmm. for Josh for this fight he was going to have, whether it be April or June. But mm-hmm. is it fair to say this is your fourth choice? Uh, I think it's, it's our first choice. Well, probably the second choice if you're talking about an American fight after Wilder. But in terms of what he wanted, he he wanted the undisputed world heavyweight championship. I think everybody wants to win an undisputed world title, especially if you're a world champion or a unified world champion. Obviously, that wasn't available. Um, you know, we had the Dillian White negotiations, and I think one thing that we've always done is taken, tried to take the initiative and try and take things in your own control and not let other things happen. And we saw, like in the last 24 hours, now we're sort of sitting there going, "Blimey, thank God we made our move," because anything can happen in this game, you know. So you've got to almost focus on yourself, like anything in your life, in your business. Worry about yourself, worry about your own moves. You can't control what other people do. So this was important to us. After a while that we said, April 13, we wanted to go to Wembley. But, you know, coming here for the Canelo fight, everything just rolled into one. Obviously, the DAZN situation, um, you know, Jarrell, Big Baby Miller being available, other people being tied up. It just rolled into one. And now that we've done it, now that we're here, I could even see by the look of his on his face this morning, 
this is big you know this is this is a big opportunity for him and although we've created something amazing in the UK and people talk about British boxing boom and the people responsible for it of course it's mainly me but um, <laughs> what are you laughing at but on a serious note AJ is probably the main reason for that boom and everybody should be thankful actually to what he has done for British boxing he's not looking for a pat on the back but look at how far we've come in terms of the stadiums and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. And even the fact that he's able to come here, a British world heavyweight champion, and fill up Madison Square Garden in a world championship defence. It's incredible. So truly, I, I think this is a, a major, major moment for his career and a major moment for his legacy. And it's not the number one choice because that is the undisputed world heavyweight championship. But it's a dangerous fight in Madison Square Garden and this place is going to be absolutely jumping for a night that you will not forget. I promise you, if you're coming to this arena or you're watching at home in the UK on Sky Sports, you will not forget this night. There's going to be so much anticipation. There's like 15, 16 weeks till the event. We've got the undercard that we're working on. You know, we've got other major, say too much, but sporting events and events happening for British fight fans on the Thursday and Friday and Saturday leading up to this event in New York. Watch this space on that as well. And, you know, I'm... Um, we're blessed we're blessed to be out here doing this you know, I was looking at some photos with AJ on a plane last night about when he actually one was with you there's a picture of you two messing around in the office do you remember you were like you were, you were eating his, you were shadow boxing with him you were like about 25 stone he was like his neck was about half the size and it, he just used to say you know, I used to come in the office thinking hopefully Eddie will buy me a Nando's after training you remember when he just used to come in and you used to muck around in the office and now I was sitting on the plane thinking, mate, you're on your way to, to stage a press conference at MSG to defend your unified heavyweight world championship at the most iconic boxing arena in the world. Fuck, you got to love that. And I know there are haters and I know there are people that... But you can't fucking... You can't knock the hustle. You can't knock the hustle. Look, look at where we are. We are lucky people. Would you say you did everything within your kind of power and, and what you could do to kind of eliminate those other fights and they couldn't happen? You did everything. Yeah, I mean, your certainly with the Deontay sure. Wilder fight, I couldn't have tried any harder to establish contact, to start negotiations, or to refresh negotiations. But at least with Fury, we were talking. You know, there was a communication path. If I messaged him, if he caught, like we would, we would get back to each other. But with Wilder, it was so frustrating because there was nothing. You know, there was a conversation after the Wilder Fury fight with, with Shelley, who said, like, let's, let's just keep this low-key, away from the media. And I said, I can't agree with you more. Let's get this fight made. And then all of a sudden, it went completely quiet. And you know, people don't realise about... A lot of the conversations were about staging that fight in the US. That was another... Um, something that, that he was willing to concede, potentially, uh, to come here to try and make that fight. But we couldn't even get a reply. We couldn't even get a, sorry, Eddie, we're not interested in this fight. Or like, if you don't like the terms, tell me the terms that you do like. So that was incredibly frustrating. The white stuff, we got to a situation where three offers were made. It just didn't seem like that fight was going to get over so the line. he knocked back all three offers, yes. Dylan White. Yes. Okay. And you weren't prepared to kind of no, look, look, go the, any further The last one, look, for me, like, uh, again, we've been over this. And I don't, it's hard for me to talk because I represent both guys. And, you know, I've got a lot of love for both guys. But there was not going to be any improvement on that final offer so yeah, that's that's how it was and he wasn't going to accept that so you know we move on 
and Gerald Miller. I mean, it wasn't it just a case of Miller or blimey? Oh, Gerald, look, you've got the fight. Congratulations. This is how much you're getting. See you next week. It was Salita and those boys over there. They know they're in a great position because they know they've got the perfect guy for Joshua's US debut. And, and, and the problem is we live in a world now where there's no secrets the numbers everything's out there he made this offer he turned down this much so although everybody was talking to each other internally it wasn't difficult for people to find out who was being offered what and that's 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 not easy it's not a great position for us to be in because everybody's bouncing off each other you, you can answer these next two points together if you like there are cynical people out there that believe that Gerald Miller was always going to be fighting Joshua uh, and there are people out there that are disappointed that Joshua is fighting Gerald Miller what do you say to those people? Well the first thing you can speak to Dimitri Salita who's over there and he'll tell you that the first offer for Gerald Miller was probably made three weeks ago two weeks ago I mean like as little as that I'm responding to the question that this fight was always going to happen it's been planned for years and years so the first offer was made two or three weeks ago so if this fight was always going to happen, surely we would actually get this in place months ago. But people were saying that, oh, in December, they knew this fight was going to happen. No, absolutely not. We knew that if we came to America, Jarrell Miller would be that guy. My answer to people would say they don't like this fight. So, okay. So obviously Wilder Fury weren't available for whatever reason. Obviously we found out in the last 24 hours that fight might look like it might not even happen. Come on to that. But at the time, that fight's ordered, that fight's mandated. Effectively, both of those have told us they're fighting each other and they're not fighting AJ. Okay, so who do you want us to fight? Dillian White? Okay, we tried to make that fight. There was a lot of people out there saying, we don't want him to fight Dillian White. He's already knocked Dillian White out. We don't want him. So they're the same people, so you can't win. So what we decided was, okay, we understand, the British fight fans, that Jarrell Miller at Wembley was probably not the one. So we did something different, we came here. We're gonna be creating a special card here, a special night. So I think we've done a, the right move. And every day, every second I spend here, I, I, that reinforces my argument. I think this is massive for him, massive. And you know, you, you try and overcome some criticism and, and counter it like, no one knows who Joshua is in the US. All right, we'll come and fight out here then. Oh, I can't believe Joshua's fighting the US. <laughs> it's like, you can't win. So. For me, this is this is a very credible fight. It's a tough fight, and it's a tough fight particularly because we're in new territory. You know, when you're talking about time zones, commissions, arenas, everything, it's just it's a different mindset fighting in an arena. When was the last time you boxed in an arena? Eric Molina, November 2016. So he wouldn't have boxed in an arena for close to three years. So I don't know. I'm expecting him to come and look absolutely what he is, the best heavyweight on the planet, and, and knock Jarrell Miller out. But I know Jarrell Miller, I know what this means to him. It's going to be a tough fight. Do you admit that you made a huge mistake announcing that second Wembley date? No, because that was the deal that was done, and that was always the plan. So what do you say to people that, I know there's probably not loads of them, but there probably are some yeah, people yeah, I'm sure that would have yeah. kind of travel arrangements etc hotels and that etc I would just say I mean I would always wait till a fight is announced personally but you made a big announcement yeah. about it that, yeah, but that, was, that was the plan fights. that was the plan that was always the plan but plans changed unfortunately and we couldn't get the fight that I feel that the British public would have wanted so we did something different how have tickets gone for this because you said that tell me what you tweeted so there's the a pre, there was a pre-sale right. MSG pre-sale 
So the pre-sale was the biggest grossing, in fact, it wasn't just the biggest grossing, it was double the biggest grossing pre-sale of all time in boxing history at MSG. So what that means is there was more money, there was twice as much money taken in the pre-sale to Joshua Miller as any other boxing event that has ever been staged at Madison Square Garden. And I saw your message, well how many tickets is that? The answer is the pre-sale amount. So at the moment I would say they're sitting on, I don't know exactly, five or six thousand in the pre-sale sales, something like that. Um, obviously we have fight pass, we have sports world packages, um, and we go on general sale today. So I would expect us to be over half sold after day one of general sale, which so, is for these is phenomenal, phenomenal. So you're obviously you're expecting to sell out. Yeah, sell I believe. I, I mean, they... Yeah, fuck it, I'll just say 100% this is going to sell out. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah, it would... I mean, we've got 14 or 15 fair. weeks. Mm. So, and I think that with Fury Wilder looking like it may not happen, it helps a lot in terms of British fight fans travelling because obviously if you've got that event in May and you've got this two weeks later you may wait and see if that fight happens and you may you might want to travel to watch Wilder Fury you might want to travel to watch AJ so now you can just book your flights for AJ knowing that it's very unlikely that May 18 at Barclays that fight's going to happen Obviously this is the first time that Joshua will be fighting in the, in the UK of a time of around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Earlier than that, about 3am. 3am, yeah. okay, so how does that affect the pay-per-view? What kind of numbers I, do you look I, for? I mean, obviously it's not going to be as strong as a, a fight that's at 10pm, but we've got big, big plans for this night. Obviously it's coming off the Champions League final as well, which is going to finish about 10pm, which is perfect. My plan, talking to Adam Swift and Sky this morning, is that we go on air around 10pm, and we start the championship fights. The entire one side of the card will be Brits. Every single fight on that left-hand side of the card. Well, there might be a couple of challenges, so every fight will involve a Brit, right? So we're gonna be live with the fights from 10 or 11 p.m. UK time. Joshua's gonna be in the ring at 3 a.m. So I expect massive numbers, and I think the time this comes around, the time the build-up is complete, the time these iconic images of AJ opening a bell at the New York Stock Exchange, the Empire State Building, and I'm sure this press conference is going to be lively as well, I think everyone's going to be staying up. I mean, that's what we used to do in the old days when big fights were coming in from the US, and it was a thing. So on June the 1st, you're going to watch your football, then you're going to turn on Sky, you're going to watch a load of major Brits in major title fights from MSG, and then you're going to watch an atmosphere that is going to resemble the likes of Hatton when he boxed in Vegas. And it's gonna be absolutely mental in here. And I think it's gonna do huge, huge numbers. We've seen from Joshua's fights, Klitschko, Parker, um, even Povetkin. I mean, there's three fights there that have done over three, no, probably three and a half million buys for those three fights. So he's the biggest box office draw by a mile in the UK. And we hope that this fight will go some way to improve that profile over here and to launch him in America. Some industry sources. Some what? Industry sources. Yeah. You heard that one before. Industry. Industry sources. Say that as little as 16,000 people watched Joshua in America on the zone. Can you make any comment on that? Absolute bollocks. I think one industry source quoted it, who then deleted it. Um, absolute rubbish. There'll be more people watching this fight on the zone then watched his fight on, or his last two fights on Showtime. Not put together. Okay. But the, the last audiences for 
uh, who's the fights? Parker and Takam. The audience on DAZN will beat that number for this fight. And what was that number? 350,000, 400,000. So. That's quite a statement then. Well, look at the fights coming up on DAZN. Okay. You've got Canelo, Danny Jacobs. You've got Joshua against Miller. You've got Usyk. You've got Rung Savai against Estrada. You've got Bivol against Joe Smith. You've got all the Bellator, which is sort of. So the numbers are going to be huge on DAZN. So we don't. I'm not bothered about. When you look at the pay-per-view numbers, 300,000 people watched Wilder Fury. So let's just say there'll be more people watching on the zone for Miller against Joshua than watch Wilder Fury in the States. Well, we, we'll come back to that after the mm. event, see if that's actually happened. Well, I mean, it, it will, but okay. Let's uh, go back to yesterday. Mm. Um, yeah, a little bit of a surprising announcement that mm. Tyson Fury had signed a co-promotional deal with Bob Arum, top rank. Uh, your initial thoughts to that? I was surprised. I mean, I, I can see the logic behind it. I mean, I think, you know, Frank doesn't have that US business, so he needs someone to fund that side of things. Top rank are a great company. I think it was a deal done by... Tyson Fury and MTK not done by Frank Warren but I don't know the ins and outs I think they've done a great job for him um, but I mean logic in the sense that it's a big US outlet for him ESPN don't have a major heavyweight player now they do um, the surprising thing was it's probably ended I say ended but ended the talks of Wilder Fury for say May or something like that Everything that I'm reading, I don't know the ins and outs, is that Wilder Fury will headline in May in the States on ESPN against someone. And then I don't know where that leaves that fight. I think it's great news for us in terms of the Wilder fight and the Undisputed fight. Because if I'm Deontay Wilder, what I'm thinking now is, fuck me, that looks messy. Let's go and make the Joshua fight. I hope that's what he's thinking. And more interestingly than all of yesterday's developments was... Deontay Wilder coming out and saying I am a network free agent I mean if I'm Steven Espinosa I'd be waking up with hot flushes I mean someone's got to like towel him down this morning because that is I mean that is brutal brutal you know you've boxed on this platform on Showtime for I don't know dozens and dozens of fights you've just boxed a pay-per-view on Showtime and you've basically just woken up and gone I ain't got a contract with Showtime I'll box anywhere I want that's going to be really uncomfortable for Al Heyman and the PBC because Fox and Showtime are going to go, well, hang on a minute, you're supposed to be with us. So what stops Wilder doing a deal with ESPN? What stops Wilder doing a deal with The Zone? I mean, they, like I said, there were a lot. There would have been a lot of people sweating yesterday. So, um, you know, I think, um, like I say, I think it's an interesting move. I, I can't knock the move, but obviously they've done it with the mindset that the Wilder fight may not happen. I think they've accepted. And by the sounds of everything yesterday, they're not that bothered if the Wilder fight happens. I know Fury said, I'd like it, but that's Aaron, the fight. Aaron was saying that he'd like to, them to have a fight in between and then fight in September, yeah. I believe. So. Again, it's not what the fight fans want, and it's not what was supposed to happen, but it's boxing. And I don't know. Like I say, I heard the news. The first thing I thought was, wow, what a great chance for us to make the Joshua Wilder fight. Because if Fury goes elsewhere and doesn't take that fight, Deontay can have his fight in May, June, July, and then fight Joshua for the undisputed fight. 
So I was quite hopeful, so I don't know, you know, we're gonna reach out again to Shelley, and I've even reached out to Deontay to say, look, I can't get a response from your team. Can you just tell me, like, if you don't want to make the Joshua fight, just tell me to fuck off and I'll never contact you again. But surely this is a chance now. One name, one face, one champion. You know, Josh has got to get past Jarrell Miller. He's got to get past whoever he fights next. But it's there again. Like, my worry with the, with the Wilder Fury fight was maybe Fury wins. Maybe there's a rematch clause. I don't know. Maybe there's a rubber match. So now I'm looking at it thinking, wow, what a chance to get this undisputed fight back on. But June the 1st, AJ's got to take care of business and, and then we'll see. But, um, you know, um, yeah, it was interesting. Hypothetically, if an offer came from ESPN mm -hmm. and Fury to fight Joshua, mm -hmm. he wouldn't be allowed contractually? Yes, he can. Oh, he, he can. He's, he's got a fight by fight with his own. They've got him on a first last. It's all very transparent. So um, that could be an option for him to fight ESPN. He could do if, you know, Ultimately, ESPN and DAZN have a good relationship. They're a similar platform digitally. I'm talking about DAZN and ESPN Plus. You know, you've got John Skipper, who used to run ESPN. You've got Bob Arum and Todd DeBerth and Carl Moretti, who I have a very good relationship with. I, I believe there is a deal to be done, probably with ESPN and DAZN, not, not to necessarily with top rank and matchroom, but to try and make that happen. For us, it's not about Fury or Wilder, it's just about that belt. So, we want that belt. Josh wants that belt. So if Fury has that belt, he wants Fury. If Wilder has that belt, he wants Wilder. So, but again, Wilder Joshua, massive fight. Wilder Fury, massive fight. The only one that's restricted, probably, out of the three, by the sounds of things, is Tyson Fury. Because he's the one who actually has got the network contract with ESPN that can't fight anywhere else. So maybe he can't get the Wilder fight anymore, or the AJ fight. And maybe they fight each other. I don't know. It's Unless be one of those fighters come to that maybe, platform. Maybe, maybe, but maybe you they wouldn't won't. let that happen, it, would you? What? You wouldn't allow Joshua to go and fight on ESPN. Why? Would you? No, but at the end of the day, we'll sit down with the zone, we'll sit down with Joshua, and we'll do what's best for his career. Oh. Yeah, it's not. Look, yeah, we we know where we want to be, and that's on the zone with Joshua. But I believe John Skipper, and ESPN, and Bob Arum and us collectively could do a deal to make it happen. I don't know the dynamics of the deal, but that relationship's very good. Bob Arum's relationship with Al Heyman is fucking horrendous. So that ain't get, it's not a case of, do you know what he said about Showtime yesterday? I mean, it wasn't exactly the comment to be made Remind to start this, I can't even remember. I mean, it was like, now Fury's got a proper platform behind him, unlike Showtime, which is, I mean. Is it when he made reference to the biggest, Mouthpiece or megaphone or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, I think you know. Like I said, I think this is a case of Fury's looked at it. He probably wasn't happy with his current position promotionally, and said, "We need some help. We need some ammunition." And I think Tyson Fury and MTK have gone out, spoke to Top Rank, and I think Frank's also got a relationship with Bob, and it's just come together. And I can't, you know, I can't knock it. You know, if he's got a big financial deal that's taking care, I mean, it's only going to charity anyway, isn't it? So, it's fantastic. So, in your opinion, with the top three heavyweights in the world mm -hmm. all being with different broadcasters, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's pushing these fights further apart? It's definitely pushing the fights. If they were with the same platform, obviously, obviously it would be a lot easier yeah. for them to make. It's not impossible. But, some, you know, I mean, Wilder's come out and said, I am not with Showtime. He's actually gone like that and said, Showtime, who are they? 
come and offer me. What that was was like a call out last night, saying, come on, let's see what you got. So he's in a situation now where he can fight on any platform. That's what he's saying. You know, if the deal's right, if the zone are happy, um, from an American point of view, Joshua can fight on any platform. But of course, the zone, we, we, the zone, in my opinion, will pay more money than any platform to get those fights. But again, what's important is June the 1, on the zone, on Sky Sports, Madison Square Garden, Jarrell Miller. But if I'm Deontay Wilder, I hope that he's thinking, okay, let's go and make the Joshua fight. Okay, other news yesterday, obviously, mm -hmm. Billy Joe Saunders has decided not to fight Demetrius Andrade. Uh, step up to 168 and fight for the vacant WBO title. You're shaking your head because Edward. I think it's a joke, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Billy Joe, and I don't, I don't even blame Frank Warren because they're taking a fight against who's it? Chef Atisitutu. Um I mean, how that fight is for a world title, I will never know. But Frank is very, very good at that. You know, getting himself in a position with a WBO to fight for vacant belts against, against you know, unknowns. And actually, ironically, that's what happened to Demetrius Andre. But that happened because Billy Joe Saunders failed a drug test. So finally we get to a position where he gets the mandatory back, Billy Joe. So finally we can say, Demetrius Andrade is fighting Billy Joe Saunders. And what a brilliant middleweight fighter. I can't stress enough, I think Billy Joe Saunders is a brilliant middleweight. Really good. And I was so looking forward to that fight. And we made them an offer, we made, spoke to MTK, made them an offer that wasn't a million miles away. Like, it was so generous in terms of his split in that fight. What was the split meant to be? 70-30 uh, if he travels. Right. Right? But it wasn't... It was probably more like... It was probably, actually, probably 50%. In fact, I tell you, it was more than Andrade was getting for that fight. Because I really wanted to make that fight happen. When did you learn of this, then? Obviously... Uh, I got told a few days ago, yeah. So I haven't said anything because it wasn't my place to say anything, but I was just gutting because... But listen, again, he's going to get a world title at super middleweight. So I can't, I'm not knocking Billy Joe, but it's just gutting where it's twice now he's pulled out of the fight against Andrade. And it's a really good fight that we wanted to make happen. And I think Andrade wanted it as well because he'll get the criticism of... Oh, you can't really knock Andrade now. Of course not. How can you knock yeah. Andrade? Billy Joe failed a drugs test. What's he supposed to do? So he gets a vacant title shot. Then they mandate Billy Joe Saunders. Brilliant. Now we get the fight. He's backed out of the fight again. So you can't knock on uh, Demetrius Andre. Um, very frustrating. And you know, in good news, I think the WBA will make Golovkin the mandatory. Yeah, what's the but I don't think that. I mean, look, Andre and Golovkin. Well, Golovkin's next in line, so I think he'll Are they be. Are they going to order it? Your I think they will. But look, I'm not. You know, Andre's not going to be taking. A, Gennady's not going to be taking 30% against Andre, is he? So I don't know whether there's a deal to be done there, whether that's even a fight to be looked at. Apparently, according to sources, that fight's already been discussed and industry agreed. Sources. Industry sources. No, it hasn't been. But we'll see. It's a great fight. Any update on Golovkin in the zone? No. No. Still talking? Yep. Okay, Dylan White. Mm -hmm. What is the current situation regarding Nothing. his so Dominic Brazil? They've, um, the WBC have ordered that fight. I mean, look... You know, Wilder could end up fighting Brazil. Could end up fighting Dillian. Who knows? Everything. Three opponents. Yeah, D Dillian, Konaki, and yeah. but look, they're going to want to pay someone as little as possible. So Brazil or Konaki are certainly going to come in the line before Dillian White in that respect. Um, but listen, we'd love to talk about the Wilder fight. We'd love to talk about the Brazil fight. But right now, the WBC have officially ordered Brazil against Dillian White for the interim 
World Championship with a winner being the mandatory. When are the to do for that? Be about another three weeks. So. And you, you think what will happen before then? Or do you think? I don't that? think a lot will, be, will happen. I mean, I think Heyman want the fight on Showtime. We we have no problem with that necessarily, but we'd like to fight here on the zone. Um, you know, as long as it's on the Sky Sports in the UK, we don't mind. It's a big fight in the UK. You could do it in America. Everything's in play right now. So the other day you said it was a slim chance of him fighting. On hey, he won't fight on April it's definitely 20th. Definitely not. No. Okay. So what is the crack with your April 20th? Show? Well, we're trying to close uh, Chisora against Parker, yep. which we're pretty close to. Obviously, Allen against Brown is done for that card as well. Looking at Takam against Hunter as well. PBK Josh Kelly on that card. Connor Ben may come back on that card. Some other big domestic fights planned for that card, but we got to box it off this weekend, really. Um, obviously, a it's Amir Khan. Saturday night. Fight yeah, night. I mean, obviously, you got Amir Khan the same night as well. Do we do a double header? There's, there's a lot in play at the moment. So, so okay, if it is Amir Khan mm-hmm. as well as that, that would be a pay per view night. Possibly, if it, it depends how strong the O2 card was. But if you're not getting Khan for some reason, then no, that, won't be. that would just be a standard. Correct. Correct. And you're looking to announce that next next week. Next week. Yeah. Um, Warrington and Galahad mm-hmm. first bid you lost obviously it's good to hear from Frank Warren he's fantastic I mean, that won't be a pay-per-view no I mean, I don't know what the ticket prices are going to be but I mean fair play to him I mean listen I'm just an accountant aren't I but I know with that purse bid I don't know don't like the look of the accounts on that one but maybe he's got something up his sleeve I don't know but listen if he, if, if he can do that as a Saturday night fight good luck to him it's going to be it's going to be a good fight so I think they'll announce that next week okay um, what else is going on um, we've got Tehran this weekend obviously Leicester show's not happening on BT this weekend that's been off for about two weeks but they decided to cancel it yesterday and um, you raising your eyebrows you want me to say it don't you they're going on March 23rd same night as us you wanted me to say it, didn't no, you? What well, is happening? I can't remember. What did he? What did Frank say in your interview? Oh, I, well, I got tweeted a lot about this. God, I, I, I yes, can't remember yeah. it. What no, did he Frank say? said that he wouldn't go on the date of ever. Of a show. That's what Frank said. Did he? But he has now. So I haven't spoke to Frank okay, yet. I wasn't fine. at the press conference to see. But when I see Frank, I'll ask him about it, and I'm sure he'll answer it. So it's no problem. It's one well, of I don't care. But as long as people realise that when we go on the same night as them, you got to give them the same response when they go on the same night as us which apparently in your interview I haven't played it back yet I, I like to meme the other day saying, I will never ever go on the same night as another TV show or something like that and obviously they've done it but but with all due respect it ain't a very good show so I don't think people even be bothered you know we've got a world championship fight we've got three British title fights on that card as well so I'll let you to ask him because you always ask these really difficult questions. It's not really a difficult question. He said it originally in my interview, so I have no problem mm. re-asking that. Have you got anything else to comment on or slate me about? No. Um, Careful. No, you're out here. You know, in your chair, rude. Do you know what? Can we bring in Adam? Because people think there's a little. Oh yeah, yeah. Come yeah. in, Adam. I'm still getting over his last interview. You know. He's loving it. Out here. He was at the New York Stock it's Exchange great, this morning. It? You see his face up there ringing a bell. You were ringing a bell. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Fantastic to be here. His weight. Never mind him. <laughs> this is this is the garden. This is where uh, this is where 
great history is. It's fantastic being in here, as Eddie said, and I think it's first answer to you. It's, uh, it's a wonderful place. It must be every promoter's dream to uh, to bring their fighters here. And um, yeah, it's a special. I think it was the special arena as well. Because I haven't been here since. I think the last time I came to Golovkin Lemieux, my dad brought me to. I think it was Lewis Holyfield. Lewis Holyfield was here. Yeah. My dad brought me to March that fight. March '99. '99. I was 11. Were you? Yeah. Uh, 99. No, I was 10. Frank Maloney in his 99. Union Jack suit on. Yeah, 90. No, I was 20. March 1999. No, I was 20. I was 20. And I remember coming here thinking this is the nuts. But actually, for me, coming here for the Canelo night and when AJ came. Eugenia Williams' scorecard. It was an amazing night that. And we were here when Prince Nassim Hamad fought Kevin Kelly in December 97. Maybe Lennox will come out of um, retirement for AJ. He doesn't like him very much, does he? I've, I've never known anything like it, to be honest with you. But he really doesn't like you. Who, Lennox? I don't think, well, I don't think You should ask AJ personal. today. You should ask AJ about Lennox's comments. Lennox was a wonderful fighter. Mm. Um, he was one of the greats. Adam, from our last interview, a lot of people kind of were saying, you know, Adam is obviously clearly not happy with certain situations, mm -hmm. what's going on, etc., etc. And it was. I didn't think it was like an outspoken interview, you were just speaking your mind, but... I was trying to be honest, yeah. as always. But how did that make you feel, Edward? <laughs> oh, it doesn't, doesn't really, we just do our own thing. Listen, you know, we've worked together, we've worked together a lot. I think where we've taken boxing collectively, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without Sky, and Sky wouldn't be where they are in boxing without us, basically. It's been a great partnership. And still is. They gave us the control to be the sole promoter a long time ago and backed us when no one really wanted them to do that and they took a big big leap of faith doing that which I think has been rewarded but I think we can't ignore the landscape of boxing right now we just got to make sure that all the great work we've done over the last few years isn't undone Correct. by fighters just coming to the States I mean you saw yesterday Fury has basically looked at the landscape and said I need to be fighting in America yeah. and that's where the money is so and there's other fighters out there key fighters who are looking at it the same way. So it's not just a case of old Matram taking fighters to the States to uh, put on the zone. It's just the fact that fighters want to be coming to the States. And I think one of the problems that we've always had is the gulf between you know, the, the normal rights fees and pay-per-view. And that's why you've seen an increase in pay-per-view over the last few years, because you're having to pay fighters, you know, Dillian White, even Kel Brook, Amir Khan to a certain extent, it's tough to put them in big fights, well, almost impossible, without going on pay-per-view. The fans' response is, we don't want pay-per-views. And even Sky's response is, Sky, believe it or not, don't want that many pay-per-views because they don't want to make their customers pay more money. But they want to actually provide great value on Saturday Night Fight Night. But the industry... Which, which, which I think was the, the issue. I think when we talked, it was the fact that we want great stuff at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And... We've been honest, both of us. The Ted Cheeseman bill was great for great well, night. It, it, it turned out to be a good night, but it wasn't a great card. And I think, in reaction to that, and maybe because of it, but certainly future looking forward, March the 23rd and March the 30th were two terrific cards that were put together and by March Eddie. March 2nd for next year. Yeah, March 2nd is a good card with Jordan Gill, and March the 23rd and 30th are exactly mm. what we need, provided we get those fights on a Saturday night back home job. in England then I will be happy and I'll listen it's a great relationship we've had and Eddie's right it's been it's been Matram it's been Sky it's been AJ and, and it's been the whole you know development of, of boxing firstly in Britain and now America wants a big piece of it uh, hypothetically 
Would it be a major concern to you if Design ended up coming to the UK, Adam? Probably. I mean, if you're being, if you if you're being, if you're, I don't work for Design. I if work being, for Sky in the UK. Could, but long, if, you're, if you're being honest, many years left on my contract to Sky. And is it a concern? Listen, Sky Sports is not just about boxing, as you well know. Right, we have the Premier League, we just announced all four golf majors. Formula One's a, about to kick off a new season. We've got the Ashes, the Ashes, the World Cup on cricket. We've got huge amounts on Sky Sports without boxing. Bellator? Yeah, we just signed Bellator up for the next year. So, you know, but boxing's a massive part of what we've done. You know, big box office nights have been huge over the last five or six years particularly. But going way back to those those nights we're talking about with Nassim Hammer coming here and with Lewis and Holyfield at the Garden and, and great big events through many, many years at Sky. And that will continue. But if Desern are going to enter the UK market, of course, it, it, there's going to be competition. There's competition already with, with BT and Where with ITV. Where does that leave you then? ITV the long-term relationship with Sky Sports. Sky Absolutely. Sports Thank is the you, home really. of match and Thank you. in the UK. Thank so you. There you go. don't have to worry about that. But, you know, the more competition, the better. I think one of the reasons why... You've got that on, uh, on record as yeah. well. What you just said. It's good. Well, it's true. It's true. It's good. One, one thing about the... UK fight nights and Sky Sports boxing is because of the pressure we've been under in the competition we've had to keep raising the bar if everybody just folded there's probably a moment about two years ago where everyone just basically folded and we could have got a little bit lazy we probably did get a little bit lazy and sloppy but people say to me oh do you think you're stretched at the moment do you think of course we're stretched we're doing 60 shows a year we've launched in germany italy spain we're launching in japan we're launching in canada so obviously it's a massive expansion of our operation when sky that's, that's not our business no, but when sky suddenly exploded do you think they weren't stretched you've got to adapt to the business but Listen, it's great at the moment that we've got the American fights coming in um, and there's there's a really good relationship with us and Design. You know, we're working well together. Um, who knows what's going to happen? You know, there's there's lots of different players who've come into the marketplace, um, linear-wise, streaming-wise, as we go forward. Amazon you, taking you'll tennis, find more there's all well. sorts. But do you hope they don't enter the UK market? Do I hope they don't? Well, it's a massive conflict of interest for you, isn't it, surely? No, I mean, it's, do, do you think, think they will? I would expect that because when? of their global expansion. But when will they? No idea. I don't. I mean, they've just launched in Spain. There's other territories they're launching in. So I don't see UK as, you know. I mean, you'd have to speak to John Skipper and people that are here. It's not my business. But all I know is the businesses where we have relationships with the zone and where we have relationships with other broadcasters as our host broadcasters at Sky Sports in the UK, and we'll continue to do a great job for them for the duration of our contract and probably beyond. We've been working with Sky for 25 years. Well, that's it's what, not, that's this isn't like about... I know, you know it's a business know. at the end of the day though, it is, isn't it? Yeah, but we, it's also about loyalty, it's about, you know... It is a business, it is a business. It is a business, but, you know, we've we've had a very successful business it's for a long time. It's not just boxing with Matcham and Sky. It's, it's darts, darts, look at, look at the, I mean, darts, you know, again, Without Sky, darts wouldn't be where it is today. Correct. And obviously without Matrim and the PDC, darts wouldn't be where it is today. But Sky, the job that Sky have done for boxing and darts is unrivaled. And you can't just forget about when no one wanted boxing, when it was on its arse, Sky were the only people that were consistently back in the sport. When it was in the small halls and no one was interested, no one was going, they kept they kept paying promoters when they actually shouldn't have been paying promoters. They shouldn't be a paying right. We kept going up but and they, down the country. Yeah, you know they, kept, they kept they kept boxing going, and without Sky, it wouldn't be here today. 
So you know, it's not it's, it's not just about when it's not just the, sorry, yeah. when 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 things become successful, everybody wants yeah, of course, a part of it, of course. But I think yeah, we've been we've been at Sky through thick and thin, and we made the decision to go with Eddie and Barry, which was the right decision at a time when the London Olympics were kicking off. AJ, Katie Taylor, all, all the you know success from that. Luke Campbell, Anthony Agogo, you know, it was a real vibe. Frotch Groves is a huge event. Mayweather Pacquiao being made globally, and then you had AJ. No one, cared, no one cared about. Look at boxing now. ITV, Channel 5, Sky, BT, and you talk about maybe DAZN, Amazon. Yeah. I mean, like. And look over here. You know, ESPN, is, Fox, yeah. over here, Showtime, HBO have had to go. Well, at least in the UK, the models, right? Over here, it's just. HBO did so many of those great fights over here for so many years, and they've decided Peter Nelson yeah. took it away. You know, that they, they can't compete anymore. Interesting times. It's a bit like IFL. IFL used to be the only you know channel in boxing. Now look at everybody you know on your heels and everything. Well, do you, you worry about, about that? that? Do you worry about that, Coogan? No. Do you worry that you know you're not as popular as you used to be? You know when you started out, everyone was giving you support. Now it's just hate, hate, hate. Do you care about that? Coogan? It's just hate, hate, hate. hate. Well, I'm glad you answered it because you know what cynical people are saying. Well, but when have I ever? I mean, look at the question you Can you imagine asking Frank Warren? questions like you've just asked us to. Well, it's irrelevant. It's not it irrelevant. It is irrelevant because I'm talking to you too. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. No, I don't, but it's just that we just want a level playing field. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing to hide here. So we'll tell oh, you, you can ask, ask me anything know, you want. I'm ask asking, me anything. I'm glad, I'm glad, but you know, cynical know. people. You've got to just, I just want you to grab it by the balls but and just... Coogan, you know. yes, Coogan, we've had it, as I said, a great relationship. We speak every day and nine... I don't know if you noticed you said had. Yeah. No, we've got a great relationship, <laughs> and we still have a we great relationship. Yeah. You know, we, we speak every day, and I say 90 to 95% of those conversations are really positive. But occasionally there's debate. Of course there is. There has to be in any relationship. It's got to keep me if, on my toes. If I'm not happy about something, or Eddie's not happy about something, we'll tell each other. Okay. Com communication is the key. Right, but I do think as well, the landscape has changed massively. I mean, actually, US boxing, nope, US I'm boxing just going to be on my shoulders. But like two years ago, people weren't lining up to stick money into boxing over here. And now, and now they are. It. What a time to be a fighter. Fuck. I think right. the Tyson Fury news yesterday was was a, was very interesting. Very interesting indeed. You know, he can... That's a lot of money they're paying. A lot of money. You know, ESPN, and it changes a lot. Deontay Wilder's situation. It changes the heavyweight landscape. I think it's really good that we've got this to... Yeah, we just get you know, to, to, there's, a, there's a date. It's June the 1st. It's Madison Square Garden. It's a great adventure for uh, Francie Joshua. It's the next chapter. Jerome Miller, unbeaten. He's going to talk the talk. Can he walk it? We'll see. Um, listen, we've worked with Jerome for the last couple of yeah. years, and it's a uh, it's going to be a massive event in uh, in June. Um, and then we'll see what happens. We want AJ back in Britain, though. We don't want him just to come here now. But it's a great statement coming here to the states, and I think you'll go down a, an absolute storm here. Scott, send me that picture. Maybe just a quick couple mm -hmm. of things. What's happened to um, your... That Madison Square Garden. No, not your, but Tom Little. Mm -hmm. You said he was going to feature on one of your Italian shows. Yes, he. they refused to sanction him because he's got three stoppages on the spin. Okay, so we're going to... I'm up for giving him another fight. Definitely. I'll speak to Greg Cohen, actually, later. He's, remember, he was the one who had him fighting in Bulgaria. Okay, might do that. Yeah. Uh, just speak to Tom before you do it. Quick word, what's your thoughts on Miguel Eubank this week, Edith? Uh, good fight. Really good fight. I expect Eubank to win by late stage. Adam? Yeah, really good fight. Really like the fight. Um, can't wait to watch it. Uh, it's, I think 
it's a 50-50 fight, I think, yeah, maybe I'm slightly towards Eubank. I think Degale's got the skills that they can do for 12 rounds. I want Degale to win. I think Eubank... You want him to win? Yeah, I've got a soft spot for I hope he wins. Yeah, we work with James a lot over the years, and um, it'd be nice to see him have one great performance. But whether he's got it at this stage, at this age, and Eubank is going to be a... It's going to be there. Stamina-wise, strength-wise, I think it's a, a tough fight for. It's a tough fight for the, both of them. It's a really good one, Coop. We, we look forward to it. Yeah, hundred percent looking yeah. forward to it. Everybody feels like Who do you think is going to win? Ad? Who do you think is going to win that fight? The fans. Edward. Jude. The fans. Have anything else you'd like to add? No, thank you. I think we're getting on the way in forty minutes. Can't wait. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Coop. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.